Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So at one point, my teacher wrote back, like, selling a house is stressful. Uh, good luck with it. And I wrote, I'm going to need more than luck. I'm going to need a miracle. Oh, God. You know, like, you're in first grade. Why did you say that? Oh. Hello, uh, spider crickets. Welcome to Sports. What? Podcast that ends with a question mark. Start to the question. That's a real thing. Don't Google it. They're in the basement of this house. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. And this is today's question. Hey, Katie and Ashley. This is Ryan in California. Last week, current WWE champion Bailey announced she's going to walk out to a song by Paramore's Haley Williams for the next WrestleMania. My question for you guys is what emo punk song would be your walkout music? Thank you guys. Love you. Mean it. Missy J. Aw. That's cute. Um, says Ryan in California, and Ryan, who we love and mean it, uh, asked what emo punk song we would walk out to if we were WWE wrestlers. Ashley, I know you must have a million. You must be chomping at the bit to answer this question. I kind of thought uh, I, um, emo punk. I thought those were two different genres no emo is a subset of punk it's like emotional pop punk okay so if you were to like rattle off a couple like motion city soundtrack newfound mm. glory mm. the used mm. um afi mm. uh yeah. you know uh all the other ones okay um black sabbath is uh <laughs> Is um, you know that song? Oh boy! That goes uh, simple plan. Swing, swing, swing from the. I was gonna say all American rejects. <laughs> I knew that was the f-ing song you would know. Okay, so does that count? Brand new, taking back. Yes, but it counts in a way that if you said that's your favorite emo song, people wouldn't like. No, it. I certainly wouldn't say that. I was just asking if that counted. I was just trying to understand totally. the yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah. Fully. Sure. Um, okay, right. so my clearly that's not my answer. My actual answer right. is because um, you wouldn't want to walk out to swing, swing, swing. That would be pretty lame. You right? know what it you is? Wouldn't... No, here I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, Dirty little secret. And it's the same band. It's the it's, same. Fucking but band. it's a different. It's the it's same a different song. Band. And here's here's why this makes a here's lot more why. sense. Because I would make okay. it a bit too. So like part of my wrestling oh. shtick would be I'd come yeah. out with like some juicy controversial gossip about like whoever sure. my opponent is. So I'd come out to Dirty Little Secret and I don't know, maybe I'd like have it written on like my my outfit Whoa. and would like rip off my jacket what? and like point to my back. What? You know, I'd climb up on the on the ropes yeah. and like it's like, you know Bagal Rusev is that's Ashley's music. You're Renee Young. It's like what? You'd write all that on your back? Well, I, I, well, I'm workshopping it. I'd, I'd figure out a way to, or maybe I'd have like a piece of paper with it, and then sure. I would like hand it to them, and you'd see them. Open Famously it like, good for crowd, and then it would yeah. come up on the jumbotron. And that oh, okay, would be... so you're gonna have to get a graphics guy involved. Yeah, of course. You always got to get the also graphics that... guys on your team. Also, that you can use the song "Dirty Little Secret" by the All American Rejects. Don't tell anyone, or you'll be just another regret. Yeah, totally screams professional wrestling to to me. 
not a bad entrance like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. All right, sorry, Katie. Yeah. What's your What's your pick? Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, mm-hmm. I am on vacation with my family. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should moment. probably mention that. Yes. Yeah, we were gonna get there, and people probably know at this point because my internet has probably cut out 15 times. Uh, we are not in the best, most conducive situation to make a podcast, but what we are in the best, most conducive situation to do is discuss emo music because my brother's here. Oh. So when I saw this question, I was like, Kev, help me. I got to pick a song. And then we spent the last 40 minutes just listening to old emo songs. <laughs> so I have a bunch. I think, though, but to streamline, because we were going to make today's pod short. Yes. Uh, I think the best one we came up with was an early suggestion, and it's Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. Oh. Ashley. I know Jimmy Eat World. I know you love that song. Are you yeah. Jimmy Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That's not that song, though. That's... No, but that's a, you could walk out to that song. Yeah, but then I don't get the the piece of paper secrets. Right, and everybody loves the piece of paper secret. That's right, that's my You're right, you should stick with all my So how does, how does Bleed American go? Well, it's not like a fun song to sing. I could play it. Oh, let me just play it. Let me pull it up on my phone. Oh, While I do that, Trav, are you a big emo guy? We we don't know much about you. I am not an emo person at all. Wow, you are canceled. I'm a... <laughs> I'm a country fan. What? what? Oh my God. You love college football. You love country. You love pina coladas. Uh, Trev, where it. are you from? Ohio. Originally. Oh, I think we knew that. Before I moved so over. So you could have, you could, you could come out to, all right, Trev, I'm going to tell you what your song is. Your song's by Hawthorne Heights, but first we'll hear my song on a YouTube video that I bet has an ad. Oh, jeez. It does. Candy Crush, a commercial for Candy Crush, a game you've never heard of until you saw this ad. Sounds like a toilet flush. This is my WWE music. It's a great pick. I'm not crazy because I take the records every day. Good. How much of this can we play before we get in trouble? Well, since it keeps it's coming in and out. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's, so that's my walkout music. That's good. Now, Travis. That's almost as good as my pick. Travis. Hawthorne Heights. Ohio is for lovers. Oh, gosh. That's your, this is going to be your song. I mean, so emo, the beginning. Also, listen to his voice. Ashley, you're going to love his voice. gonna address it in official so show business uh that i have no wi-fi here anyway that's a really good song travis i picked that for you do you accept do i have a choice no 
I mean, if you have an alternate suggestion. Do, like, the killers count? No. Then I'll take Hold it, on, official ruling. Hey. Hey. The killers, does that count? No. Yeah, no. I mean, I influ- it was, I baited the answer. I was, it was a leading question. I begged the question. What about, take- what about the Atari's version of Boys of Summer? Okay, it's closer. It's closer than All American Rejects to me. To like, oh, I'd respect her for that. Oh no, sorry, I'm keeping the the secret bit. I was thinking for Travis. Oh, no. <laughs> my secret is a great idea. What the chorus of thing. the song you couldn't hear is very good and should be. It says because my heart is in Ohio. It's like really, you know, with a lot of screaming. I think you'll like it, Travis. Put it on your put it on your playlist. <laughs> It's your new favorite song. It's called Ohio is for Lovers. So those are our... I also want to know what, what song Bailey's walking out to. I know two Paramore songs. It's probably not either of them. Didn't she have a solo album too? I, you you are our music person. Now I need to know what song it is. Do any articles say what song it's going to be? Uh, we'll, we'll dive in and we'll get back to you. Okay. Uh, if you have a question that you want us to vaguely answer or play a song over really choppy internet, you know that you can always see for voicemail. I understand what you were. I understand what you're going for. It was. It wasn't bad. We didn't have to go for it. I, I went for it. It's eight six zero five zero six five five seven. It's eight six zero five zero six five five seven one. Hi Ash. Hey buddy, how's vacation? It's good. Uh, I'm on vacation mm-hmm. in the Hamptons. Mm. First time out of the house in six to seven months. That's insane. Uh, which is great. It's been great to see the family. Um, what's been bad is the internet here. I don't know how Jay was going to random beach houses and just record. At first he was responsible for recording the main file of our audio. Yeah. I have no idea how he did that. I wonder if he brought his own thing. I brought a thing. It didn't even help. Oh. And then it rained yesterday and nobody could get on internet for literally anything. Mm. So I guess we're lucky that it's sunny today. I wonder if you have, how many people are in the house? Seven. Oh, if you're all but trying no, to use the same Wi-Fi? Told them to all get off of it. We've tried everything in this house huh. because I had to cancel HQ this week because I was like, I can't do it. And so, but then, but backstory, I thought we were also canceling this, Mm. which was a miscommunication. Yep. (laughs) But it should be noted for the rest of the podcast. Because just picture this. I won't say it, but I'll say it. Picture this. You're on vacation. Yep. It's four Mm o'clock. You thought you had nothing to do today. Yep. You might be in a state of mind that normally... You might not be mm. for a podcast. Mm. Wink, wink. <laughs> sip, sip. So <laughs> that's my friendly banter. Also, we tried to get, remember I told you, did I say this on the podcast that I was going to try to get Myrtle to like the water? I can't remember. I feel like I might have. Um, point is, Myrtle hates water. She doesn't like getting in it, in a bath, in a pool, anything. We thought if we got in the pool this week that she would be thrilled and maybe come in with us. And then today, I mean, she had started, she was scared of it, then she started to get closer to it. So we're like, she's warming to the idea. So today I held her and brought her into the pool without remembering. I wasn't, again, really thinking my state of mind. Um, 
forgetting that when she gets scared and I'm holding her, she clings to me tighter and her claws come out. Yeah. Which she did and then tried to get away. And I now have like a predator <laughs> slash across my stomach. It's not funny. I sent, I sent it to Ashley and was like, so oh my tried to take Myrtle in the water. And she just wrote, holy shit. Holy shit. Oh my God. It looks so bad. Like mm. so painful. It hurt a lot, but it's going to be fine. Yeah, that's only because you've already had like five beers. It's really going to hurt later. I, you don't, excuse me, I've never had allegedly, a beer. Allegedly. I am, allegedly. I am sober as a nun. Hmm. Um, but yeah, my first thought was like, thank God I'm not, which I think often, thank God I'm not a model. Because if I were, you know, then I would have to be worried that my job is now at stake because I've ruined my product. Yeah. It was my first thought, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> there's other things about my stomach that keep that from being the case. Oh, shush. Just a few. How is uh, how is just opening the door and letting her out? Is it everything you dreamed? Awesome, except, except... Uh, the yard is fenced in, but the perimeter around the fence is like, a, uh, I'd say like a foot or two of trees and bushes. Mm -hmm. And so she just immediately goes to the places where no one can see her. And then she started this new thing, real cute and fun, where she just smushes her face and her body into the dirt and with her back, <laughs> like her legs up in the air, she just rubs into the dirt and the, and the grass. And then I'm like, why don't you jump in the water and wash off? And she's like, no. <laughs> and so I just have the dirtiest dog who also leaves and doesn't want to. She's like not responding to her commands the way she did before because she loves people. Yeah. And there's so many people here compared to our apartment. And so just like she has cried at the door of wanting to get out just so she can go see my mom and lick her feet. Aww. Um, and which is great, but I'm also trying to, you know, she, like they say, you're always training your dog, even when you think you're not. So like, she has no idea that this is just for a week. Right. She's like, this is the best. And so I'm still trying to like, keep her in her crate for some of the day to be like, you're, cause otherwise when we get back to Hoboken, she's going to cry all day. Yeah. She's going to be like, I want the, the grass. I want the ability to explore. I want to run around with that lady. <laughs> And so we're, it's tough, but it's also, you know, it's vacation. She loves it is the short answer to your question. She's having a blast. That's awesome. She's trying to eat everything except her dinner. Have you taken her to the beach yet? No, I don't think I'm going to go to the beach. Oh, okay. My family wants to go. Um, I mean, even coming here, I was nervous that like, we're not supposed to do this, but like, you know, everyone's negative. So we're doing it. I still feel like I'm breaking some sort of rule. My mom wants to go to the beach, and she was like, we actually aren't allowed to park at the beach. So I was like, perfect. I'll drive you and drop you off. I don't want to. I like a pool over a beach anyway. Yeah. Like on a regular day. So if I have to, if you're like, you can be around just people you know, or you can go to a place full of people you don't know, I'd pick that anyway. This, compared to what I've been quarantining in, is significantly better. Yeah. I don't need to go to a beach. Yeah. Just a change of scenery is nice. My brother's, uh, I almost just said girlfriend, my brother's <laughs> wife, my sister-in-law, uh, loves to cook, so that's been the best thing about Ooh, this. I miss it's like every night she's made dinner. She made pizza a couple nights ago. Last night she made chicken kebabs. <laughs> that's how we say it here. And that's then, weird. Uh, <laughs> it's so, she's been just like, you know, 
I was going to get a grilled cheese for lunch, but then I had to do a podcast. Well, it's 4.30, so. That's lunch. I woke up at like 11.30. Guys, it's, I don't think you're understanding that it's vacation. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else I have to, I can't do anything else. Then Ashley's like, we want to be done by five today. And I was like, with what? I said 5.30. But I was like, with what? I had literally just said out loud to Dan. I'm like, it's weird I haven't heard back from Ashley. I'm just assuming we don't have a podcast. And then I got a text that was like, by the way. It's like, shit, no. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So I'm not on vacation. Uh, no. I'm not. But I had, a, I had a thing happen to me that I wanted to ask you about. Ooh. Does, does everybody uh, get... Um. Oh boy. Videos on TikTok that's like you've been watching videos on TikTok for too long. Why don't you consider doing something else for a minute? As in, you go too deep into the algorithm, and you're like, "What is this?" No, like I just was swiping through the for you page, and yeah. at one point, one came up that was like from TikTok <laughs> that was like, "Hey, these videos are still gonna be here tomorrow. Like, why don't you get some?" Sleep? It literally, wait, it literally said that. I thought you meant you saw a video that made you think like you should go, you should stop doing. No, this, it was, we've all done that. It was a person from TikTok that was like, "Hey, just so you know, <laughs> these videos will still be here tomorrow. Why don't you consider going to bed?" And what I time was like, is it? Ooh, it wasn't that late because I was. It's possible watching... that that's new. It's possible that that's new because I have been on TikTok. Either that's new, or you were on for so. F- long <laughs> that's my question is that is because that i've been on thing? tiktok at 2 a.m for at least an hour it happens I've never to seen others that. <laughs> okay, was it sure. more than an hour i don't know i because i was i was doing it while i was watching uh a hockey game ah and so i was just like had hockey and was like scrolling, hockey scrolling. scrolling. tiktok is a lot like a casino yeah and that i believe it's designed for you to not know how long you've been on it which right. is why i think it's crazy that tiktok went out of its way to be like hey stop using our app it's scary how long you've been here yeah so i'm not i need to know if that's just like a every like they'll like sprinkle it in any certain number of videos or if it's a duration like netflix, thing or a time which of day i thing. think netflix should extend their are you watching limit They ask me after two episodes and I'm like, yes, I've got seven more in the tank. What are you like? Ask me after five. Did you check your screen time activity? Did I? No. Can you right now? What do you you have your phone? Let's see how long you You can see how long you spent on an app. Wait, how do you do that? Go to settings. Okay. Then go to screen time and then hit see all activity. Do I really want to do that? Um, And then how do I do it? Like, And then you hit the seal activity and then scroll down and you'll see like the ads. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, then that's, I've been on TikTok for almost four hours this week. And that's combined. That's combined. uh, Oh, no, that's Sunday, Monday, and I haven't been on it today. So that's really not that much. And this happened during that time frame? This was Sunday. I think it was the Sunday Night Flyers game. I must have been watching it. So it was at like, from like 8 to 11. And I was so on it. So it, for... it must be a new TikTok thing. It was over an hour. Or it knows, or it has a way of knowing that we're old. And it's like, this isn't for you. Please go. It's like, usually you go to bed at like 9 and it's 11. It's and like you're when you're still... at a wedding. It's like when you're at a wedding and someone goes up to the old people and is like, 
probably time to head out, huh? You guys heading out soon? And it's just like, we want to play the music we like, so why don't you guys go home? It's like, it realizes that I'm, like, really considering if I were to make my own TikTok, like, what kind of oh, videos no. I would produce. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Here's, okay, I should just come, I should just come clean. I paid TikTok to keep you from ever making a TikTok account because I love you that much. Don't do it. I don't know, I feel like I could, I could corner like a market. There's an over 30 TikTok. You already know the Reddit is going to be like, Ashley, we love and support you. Make a TikTok account. And then two weeks into you having a TikTok, no one's going to talk about it anymore. Oh, God. Oi. Yeah. You know what else has been fun about this vacation? Because of quarantine, my mom has had a lot of time to, like, clean out the attic and go through all the old stuff, which is she sent me a box of Beanie Babies to the house. She also brought a box, like, boxes, I guess, of, like, my stuff from my childhood. So I was, like, going through. Apparently in elementary school, a common thing we had to do was keep a daily journal that we would hand into our teacher, and then our teacher would write something back. Okay. And I found, like, it was just funny to read your own writing from when you were like five or six about what your day was and then like the vocabulary you used and like the phrases you said that you were like what's up there was like my family moved when I was between first and second grade so I started second grade at a new school so this was in first grade I was writing to my teacher and I kept writing like I'm selling my house the market's tough. I kept talking to her. Dan said I sounded like the littlest realtor. Just like a like, man, we had one guy come and, and said he was going to buy it. But then guess what? He didn't buy it. And so it's just, we're really stressed. And I got to keep my room. I got to keep my room clean all the time, which is really hard for me, uh, which was really funny. But then, so at one point my teacher wrote back, like selling a house is stressful. Uh, good luck with it. And I wrote, I'm going to need more than luck. I'm going to need a miracle. Oh, God. You know, like, you're in first grade. Why did you say that? Oh, oh my little but, yeah, I've been going queen. through queen. Yeah, I've been going through all my old journals and, like, reading. There was another thing, like, in second grade, I wrote a book, and I, at the back, the page, the only page that had any information on it, because the book made no sense, uh, was, like, about the author. And it was like, Catherine Nolan was born in 1987 in Framingham, Massachusetts. This is the her first book that she's published, but she intends to write more. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I was just setting myself up for like, brace yourself, folks, because this is just the beginning <laughs> of my authorial. Like, this is, yeah, the debut novel from new author, Catherine Nolan, who never went by that name even once in her life, except I lied. My audition for a ballet, I wanted to be a dance major at Hart University of Hartford. And I was like, they won't, it was like a very, you had to audition. Yeah. It was a very challenging audition. And all the women were like Elizabeth or like Bethany. And so I was mm. like, I don't want to be Katie. So I said, I went by Catherine. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't get in. I didn't make it. I didn't get into the Hart school. I'm so sorry. But I'm, anyway. Anyway. That's uh, also my mom has turned all of our old family videos. Remember when I asked her if she had the audio tapes? Yeah. From my old talk boy, she went and took all of the video cassette, um, like the like a from a camcorder, but not on a cassette, like the camcorder yeah. tapes, and sent them to a company without asking anyone, and turned them into digital files. 
that we can watch. So we've been watching old home movies. Dan got to see, stereotypically, a video of me getting a bath. Wow. That's as incredible. Like 22-year-old. No, I'm just kidding. As like a, <laughs> like a five-year-old. Are you That's frozen really- or did this joke bomb? Oh, no. I disconnected. Oh, boy. The house that we're renting from put their router in the basement. Interesting. Am I an idiot or is that dumb? I, I feel like is that... Do people like do that now? How many I feel like if you put... House have? Uh, t- two plus the basement, so three. Should be in the middle floor. Either way, the basement is like notoriously the place where you have no service, so why would you put a receiver in the basement? Maybe they want service. I don't, I this, don't know. Somebody, I, I, we have these conversations so that somebody who listens to our podcast who knows how it works <laughs> will explain it to us <laughs> in, the, in the comments. But anyway, that's going to, I'm going to cut out a bunch. We'll just try to plow through it. Yeah. Uh, official pod business. Here we are. Here's a pod. Today on the podcast <laughs> um, that I didn't that I didn't know was happening. Ashley's going to tell me what happened in sports that I maybe missed. I've seen a couple things, but you'll tell me the rest. Of yeah, that stuff. I'll catch you up. Ashley, what's happening in sports? Uh, well, currently I am watching the Flyers game. They're playing right now. Uh, well, they're in intermission right now, but. So hockey's happening. Hockey playoffs, quick update there. Flyers are up 2-1 in the series on the Canadians. They're up 2-0 in this game. Uh, it's very exciting. I like it. It says here the shimmer has worn Well, off. it's better now because, you change your because mind? we're up 2-0. But the shimmer. There's all sizzle, no it was, uh, when the when, this, when the round robin stuff was happening, the Flyers were undefeated. I think they gave up maybe like one goal a game sometimes. The round robin didn't matter, and that's why the Bruins were absolute cheeks. Because they didn't care. So don't judge it based on the round robin. We were garbage. Well, that was when it was just like when I said it was all the fun parts of hockey without the bad parts. Because I don't think they trailed once in that whole like sequence of play. So it was like, oh, my team's so good. This is so fun. I love sports again. And then they lost 5 nothing to the Canadians. And I was like, oh, he's stupid. So I've been on a roller coaster since then. They did win um, Sunday night. They won one nothing, but it was just a very ugly game. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit better now that they're winning. Um, but yeah, it's like back to regular sports where I care too much and it can like affect my mood if if they look bad. The Bruins mm. though, they're up three one on the Canes. Even though that game yesterday was the most fun game I've watched in a really long time. Really. Yeah, the Bruins came back to win. Um, and, like, the momentum kind of shifted uh, when Charlie McAvoy just absolutely rocked Stahl. And, like, he had to immediately leave the game. But it was, like, a perfect hit. Uh, and then McAvoy, for the rest of the game, was just, like, you could tell his, like, swag was different. Mm. Um, but it was super, super fun. That's funny because we talked and... about, we were texting about how, like, there hasn't, well, I had a hypothesis that I think is wrong, but that there hadn't been a lot of, like, big hits or fights because there weren't fans in the stands to, like, help shift the momentum. And it's interesting mm. that that still applied, even though there weren't, like, fans. I like, genuinely think, I think the lack of fans has led to, like, scoring a goal or getting a big hit. Like, think about it when you play games with your friends. Like, something has to happen 
to get you really hyped. Mm -hmm. Whereas like a fight is almost you're trying to get the crowd back in. Right. Or you're trying to get the crowd to get you hyped. It's almost like artificial because the fight isn't this. Like I'm surprised there wasn't a fight at the end of that game. Like if I were the Canes, I would have. You have to get into a fight before the end of the game because like you were winning. And then in the third period, the Bruins just beat up on you. Yeah. You have to just remind them that, like, I don't know how they bounce back from that. But it was super, super fun to watch. Another fun thing is I couldn't remember if it was McAvoy or Coyle. So I Googled Charlie Coyle hit. And it said, did you mean Charlie Coyle hop? And I was like, no. No, no not on this podcast. <laughs> I would never Google that in a non-incognito browser on this podcast. So are you are you still confident even though Tuka Rask has decided to opt out of the rest of the season? Well, you know, here's the thing with uh, it's fun straddling the worlds of you know my usual world, which is I work in this industry, and like my old world, which is my family are just Bruins fans. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like hearing that news was like watching them react the way I probably used to react versus the way I react now. Which is like he he has a his wife was pregnant or had a baby and it was like I understand wanting to go. The other interesting thing is that like Boston sports media used to be just where I got my news. Now I understand that like maybe it's not always correct coming from them. <laughs> it's like this weird perspective change, but watching my family be in the same spot that I used to be in because that's what made me the way I was. Um, so I heard in like you know Boston media said that Tuca found out he had a family emergency and that he was like, I have to go back. And then since going back, the emergency is taken care of and everybody's okay, but he still had already made the decision. Then there was a former teammate of his that was like, I heard what happened. And if I were Tuca, if I were in his situation, I also would have left, which we all think means confirms that like, it was a real quote unquote, real reason yeah. that he left. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all about player advocacy on this podcast, mm -hmm. which is why we don't objectify them, Charlie Coyle. That's right. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I think, you know, you leave for whatever reason you have to leave. It's just funny. I know we're going to get to this later, but looking at it in comparison with, like, what's happening in college football and the way that, like, players are advocating for their own ability to choose whether they want to play or not and parents being like, don't you care about the players? And you think that they're going to be like, if you cared about the players, you shouldn't want them to play. It's just all weird how we handle all of it, you know? Because it's all the same thing, just different situations. Yeah. But people seem to be not cool with Tuka. I mean, it sucks that he left. It sucks that we don't have him. I obviously still support the Bruins and, and I'm hoping for the best. Uh, but I also support, you know, his right to be like, I can't be there. Because yeah. we don't know. Things happen. Sometimes you have bad internet. You don't think you're going to do a podcast. <laughs> and you find out you have to do a podcast anyway. And you're like, I'm not in the right state of mind. But you try to opt out and you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's a more universal, relatable the, situation. The NHL is, like, currently trying to set up protocol for family visits. Um, Conjugal visits, as Stephen A. would advocate for? Well, I don't, I don't, well, you know, want to, I don't want to specify you know we don't have the specific no this is not we're, no but we also don't kink shame we that's also right. don't kink shame so if conjugal visits are your thing mm -hmm. we support you that's right so hopefully they can figure that out so that you know as the flyers continue to advance and dominate huh. they'll be able to see some of their so truly though how do you feel you think the flyers are going to move on um i don't know genuinely i 
I feel like I'm so removed from uh, actual hockey knowledge at this point because there was such a long break. And when I watched the Flyers, I was just like, oh, they're fun. This is great. The Canadians, they're bad. Like, I don't know how they beat the Penguins, probably because the Penguins sucked. Like, we're going to come in and crush them. And then I was like, oh, wait, we're, like, completely having to adjust our style of play to match them because they're so fast. And I'm, like, trying to remember actual, like, hockey analysis. You know, like, oh, look, we're switching some lines up. That's really helpful. Let's do more of that. You know what I mean? But I feel – I do feel better um, with this this game, Uh, again, because they're currently winning 2-0. But watching Carter Hart, blessed his young 21-year-old soul – like oh. get smoked five nothing and pulled from the game was like a little concerning because he had been so good and I was like oh if we were only good because he was good we might be in trouble yeah I feel good about the Bruins the thing that concerns me last night I mean the Bruins had a million shots on net even in the I think in the third period the Canes didn't have any except one and it was a goal I feel like over the course of that whole game. I don't know the numbers really, but I would say the amount of shots on net they had was almost equal to the amount of goals they had. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if the Canes just improve the amount of times they put the puck on the net, we might be screwed. Um, Whereas I wish the Bruins were not having the opposite problem, which is like getting so many shots on net that should all be goals and a lot of them aren't. So it's like you're just casting a bunch of lines and hoping a fish bites, but it's like we got to be more effective. Yeah. That's my hockey analysis. That's a good analysis. I'd like to see them be more effective. But seeing Brad Marchand get a goal last night was good. I think he needed that. Mm. I think people are feeling better. I'd like Pasta to feel better. I don't know what's wrong with him. I know they think that it's like a groin injury, but also he had a mask on and it's COVID and I got a little nervous. Because <laughs> in hockey, they it's like the opposite of football. They can't say what's wrong. Yeah. Um, it just said unfit to play. So hopefully he'll be all right. But, um, you know, it's been fun watching hockey. It's also been really fun watching hockey with my family. Yeah. That's what I did growing up. It makes it feel not like work or like something that I have to have a take on. It's just like, oh, I can just, I can just watch, watch this. this. Yeah. With my family. All right. So we want, we would like to see a little bit more um, efficiency, efficiency from the Bruins, from the Bruins offensive side of things. I'd like to see the Flyers power play do something. You know, they. I mean, it's so honestly, bad. the Bruins power play has been. It's not great. Shout out Pete Blackburn. Pete Blackburn had a tweet about, you know, the Cardi B, Megan the Stallion song. I sure do. I sure do. He tweeted, uh, Bruins got that WAP, and then in parentheses it said weak-ass power play. (laughs) 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 It was really good. Really funny. I had a good laugh, and then had a yell debate with my mom about whether that was softcore porn or not. So it was fun. So part of the reason I don't know, like – the Flyers' chances are because I've pretty much only been watching Flyers games, so I don't know yeah, how. Yeah, yeah. The other Here's teams somebody are that's looking. gonna. The, but what I I watched. Go ahead. I was. This was my segue to NBA. Oh, I was gonna interrupt with one go, thing first. Hit it. My brother has this goal horn. Oh, good lord! That can it be you a can. S- light pulls horn, please. Sorry, it's a it's a bleep <laughs> goal horn, and you. Uh, it's a company. If you do bleep that, let me just say it's a company. I didn't say he has like a mother goal horn. Um, and you can sync it with the NHL schedule. And so when a team scores uh, in their game, their goal horn sound will go off. So it's like each unique sound for each team will go off. 
he has been obsessed with, with this garbage internet, um, getting the sync to be correct because during the Bruins game at one point it went off and the goal hadn't been scored yet. So then it was like, spoiler alert, we are way behind. The goal has already been scored. Anyway, it's on all day. So we'll be, sometimes we'll have the games on, but sometimes we won't because like I said, the internet here is not good. And the uh, goal horn will just go off and he'll be like, oh, well, the Blackhawks are up. And I'm like, how do you recognize, like, I know the Bruins one. I don't know everybody's. And so I happen to know that uh, the Avalanche are doing very well and have a very good team and are poised for, like, making a run. All right. Yeah, because that horn, that horn is went off a you know. lot the other day. Yeah. Well, my what would have been a really Your great transition. Segue. Sorry, I'm That's so fine. sorry. No, I'm the worst. Is I haven't been watching other hockey because I've been so busy watching basketball. Ashley. I'm, like, so into basketball right now. Which, I mean, famously, you always have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before before we get into the actual, like, playoffs, um, it is important to know that uh, the Blazers beat the Grizzlies in a very exciting play-in game on Saturday. Which, had they lost, there would have been a second play-in game that they won. Yes. Um, And people were, like, mad that the Suns didn't get in because they went went undefeated in the bubble and they still didn't even get a chance to go to the play-in game. Which is like, what's the point of inviting someone to a bubble if when they get there and go undefeated, they don't even make it to the Well, I mean, it was dependent on, like, if the Grizzlies had lost, they would, if you know what I mean. I get why it happens, but it's like, you'd like to think that doing your absolute best means that there was something, some reason. Like, Golden State didn't go to the bubble for a reason. Yeah. But there was a a chance that they could have made it. They just, you know. It just wasn't in in the cards for them. But more importantly, maybe, uh, within hours of clinching that game damian lillard released a surprise ep entitled most important live from the bubble which was like i think four different tracks on soundcloud um Mm. have you listened to any of it of course not because i can't stream anything Mm. here reliably okay um but i will i will ask you some have you listened to parts of it yeah i now does he and the answer must be yes for me to respect this album called Live from the Bubble. Mm-hmm. At any point, does he sample Sonic the Hedgehog music or, more importantly, the sound of Sonic the Hedgehog when he gets a bubble underwater <laughs> and goes, oh, ah! does that at all get featured mm. in any of the songs? That's a great question. I didn't listen to all four tracks. Um, mm. I started listening to one, got pretty far, got to a line about where he rhymes something with like, good thing I'm circumcised. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting so oh, old. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> On to the next one. <laughs> uh, oh, damn. I thought he was rocking uncut gems. I didn't know. <laughs> Keep good going. Sorry. Lord. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm not objectifying. I was just saying. I just, I feel like what the real takeaway here is, no, I, I don't think anybody thought you were objectifying. <laughs> I don't think that no. was the concern. <laughs> Not at all. It's like, he's already, like, we're in quarantine being lazy, like, barely able to do a podcast. And mm, my bad. he's out here crushing, absolutely crushing in his sport, getting his team to the playoffs, and then also, mm. like, producing four tracks. Right. And your point is here is that that's rude. Yes. This, again, yes. this is I, selfish. I'm... I'm all about Dame time, and I support Damian Lillard, and I would have previously said I think he's underrated. Now I'm just like, it's f*** Damian Lillard from here on out. 
You can't be out here being great, putting up all these points, tying like Wilt Chamberlain records, yeah. and also being like, I dropped an EP. Right, from my hotel room. Now I'm feeling pressure from not only this, but the Catherine Nolan about the author that said she was going to write other books. Yeah. And I'm like, if not now, when? Why Get pen you, to paper. You could start, start like authoring. A, like a, a MySpace blog or what was that called? What? My up? live journal. Ashley? A live Ashley, journal is what I meant. None of the websites you're naming are still websites. Uh, except maybe on the internet that I'm on. So can you, I guess it's just a blog then. I was like, you know, you live, like, like a it's Tumblr. not live tweeting, but you like, can't edit it. You just like write like your thoughts. That's um, as a person who should be invested in the success of my career. I don't think you should be recommending this. Is that I just live blog my thoughts? Yeah, and I can't I edit so. them from the bubble, but like your vacation sure. over the Hamptons. Travis, Travis is, no. is shaking his head, like, "Please, dear God, I just got this gig. Please don't encourage her." I think it's a great idea when she's you know in a certain state of mind at five p.m. already on a Tuesday. <laughs> Let's not encourage her to start a blog. I mean, go ahead, Travis. Think about this. Hypothetically speaking, she could have tweeted today, like, or posted. Beer number 10, and then 10 minutes later, going to do a podcast. That's not good. I don't know where you guys are getting these numbers. I haven't had a single beer. I, I said hypothetically speaking. I haven't had a single beer. Yes. She hasn't had one Coors Light. Not one Coors Light today. So I don't know why you're acting like I have. <laughs> All right. So what the else? Actual NBA. playoffs. Actual yeah. playoffs started last night. So many good games. And I have a theory about why I am suddenly so into it. Here's okay. my theory. It's because... There have been no sports for a really long time. That wasn't part of it, but that's a really great note. Um, it, can yes. be in a, it can be a footnote in my theory. Okay. I think it's because we're not getting beaten over the head with a storyline. Go it's on. It's like there's a lot of different things that are appealing for this playoff run. It's like, oh, Donovan Mitchell drops 57 points. Like, Fred Van Vliet, he's on fire. He's hitting threes left and right. It's like, Luca's great. Dame's great. Kawhi is quietly crushing. It's like all of these, like, fun storylines without being like, the Golden State Warriors are undefeated for the 72nd game in a row. And it's the only thing anybody's talking about. There's so many different fun things to follow. We're getting headbutts. You know, we're getting like ruthlessly stupid injections, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, yeah. I think that might that might be partially why I'm interested. So since you since I'm assuming you didn't have the opportunity to watch much uh, basketball. I watched the Nuggets game. Oh, you did. I did. It went to overtime. It did. They won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All like, that's what I remember. That's pretty much all you need to know. Like, well, there's also that announcer who tweeted out something about the game. Yeah, the. That was mistyped, I believe. He Here's the thing. If we could just address that very quickly. Sure, yeah. There's no win for that man. Because if it was auto-corrected, yeah. as anyone who has ever typed duck in a tweet or a text and had to be like, I meant fuck. As anybody who has been in that situation knows, in order to get your auto-correct to say the bad word it should be programmed not to say, you have to say it a lot. Yep. So I'm not sure what we're supposed to do with his apology. Air quotes apology. Right, where he was like, I'm sorry to whoever I offended. But he also was like, I've had a pit in my stomach since I saw that it tweeted. And it's like, I can relate to that in the sense that I've tweeted something and been like, oh my God, that's getting misinterpreted. And I know the feeling, but I'm also like, 
man, you had to read. There's so many layers to it where it's like you had to not proofread, which you're supposed to always proofread. You're a journalist. And then also just had that word get in there. How? It's a good question. How? But then also, like, I believe that he didn't mean to tweet it because you'd have to be a an idiot to tweet it. It also, I think, is his first year covering the Jazz or whoever he covers. The Hornets, I feel like, maybe, randomly, I think. Yeah. I don't know. All of it, I was like, what's up? You tweeted what now? Woof. Yeah, it's tough. Not great. But that's, those are the things I remember from the Nuggets. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell drops 57. And the Jazz still lose to the Nuggets in overtime. And then Sucks. journalists proofread your crap, but also don't be racist. Yeah. Yeah. Also that. Yeah, don't ever type that word. <laughs> or you're going to tell on yourself when you type the word. So uh, The Raptors-Nets game was not really a game. It was they ended up beating them 134 to 110 on Is the back bad? of Fred Van Vliet, who hit eight three-pointers, 30 points in total. Um, mostly, though, the big takeaway for me from that game was they – they did what the Suns did a couple days ago, and they had their families do the intros. And Kyle Lowry's oh, kids. That's your big takeaway. Carter and Cameron. I thought it was going to be like, here's the thing. I think the defense no, is no, no, not no, no. paired Listen, up. I'm, no. This is a fledgling, a fledgling love affair for me. It's really, mm-hmm. go look it up. Carter and Cameron Lowry are so hyped to introduce their dad. It's adorable. And look, I don't think it's offensive to say that I think Kyle Lowry kind of looks like a big baby anyway. <laughs> He's got kind of a baby face, so I bet his kids are so his kids are adorable. cute. It's, it's worth a look up. Um, because he has the cutest little, and that's not objectifying. It's, it's like, oh, it's so it's cute. Not. I'm not saying he has a cute face like he's cute. I'm saying it's like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. The intonation's important, he has such guys. He a cute face. Yeah, yeah, it's important. It's like if you're reading a transcript of this podcast, you're not going to understand what I'm saying, and I apologize. God, could you imagine if somebody had to type a transcript of this podcast? That'd be the worst job in the history of the world. Travis is laughing a little too hard. I know, I feel like Travis should be unmuted. You're new here, Travis. You're supposed to like it. (laughs) So if we do Zoom, it actually does a transcription for us. Oh, God, let's not. Yeah, well, so does the voicemail service that we use, and they are never correct. (laughs) It would be fun to try to, like, See how they uh, transcribe. Remember the time that we read them and we had to like guess what the question was? Okay. All right. We're going back to journaling. I'll do that. The thing about the journal, Travis, is that somebody wrote a comment back to me every single day. Mm. The reason I remember that is because my third grade journal, my teacher, Mrs. Morrow, who I hated, uh, all of her responses were like, cool, sounds great. And I'm like, you weren't reading this. (laughs) But all of the responses from Mrs. Mrs. Was it Mrs. Flaherty? Were all like... That's very interesting. You seem like you have a very active brain, which is also an adult way of being like, please stop writing so much. <laughs> a lot of times I wrote, I have a lot to tell you today. And then I wrote nothing else. And the teacher would be like, like what? See, you're writing like, a good well, tease don't. already. Yeah, I knew how to throw it a break is all I'm saying. <laughs> what else is happening in the NBA? NBA expert. Uh, right well, now. the Celtics beat the Sixers. I'm sure you were delighted. Uh, Thrilled. It was a close game. Even without Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid attempted 14 shots and appeared to be kind of trying. Uh, Jason Tatum absolutely crushed. That's some shade. He looked really good. But uh, the Celtics did lose Gordon Hayward in the fourth. He rolled an ankle and he got an MRI today. He's expected to miss four weeks. Grade three ankle sprain. It should be illegal for anything to happen to anything to Gordon Hayward below the hips. I mean, he's done his time. Why don't we just, he, it's illegal for anything to happen to him. 
<laughs> yeah. He gets a pass. But anytime it's like, oh, he had an ankle injury, I'm like, don't show me video. I don't want to see. Yeah. That was just a scar. A big, a scarring I, video. I feel so bad for him. Me too. Uh, what else? So the big one. How are the Clippers, the Clippers doing? Huh? I said, how are the Clippers uh, doing? The Clippers beat the Mavs. That was, oh boy, was this game feisty. The big oh controversy was when Kristaps got ejected in the third quarter. It was an absolute no reason call. Um, he had already had a technical for contesting a call earlier in the game. And then Marcus Morris and Luca got into it a little bit. And so Porzingis like jumped in to like separate them and get them the hell away from Luca. They both got called for tees. And so he got ejected. Like mm. the internet was furious. LeBron tweeted about it. Dirk tweeted about it. Pat Mahomes tweeted about it. It was like, this is stupid. Even Marcus Morris was like, I don't feel like you should have been thrown out for that. Like that wasn't enough for a technical foul. Like this is really dumb. So at the time he got mm. ejected, the Mavs were up by five. They ended up losing by eight. Um, mm. Lucas set a record. He had 42 points, which is the most scored by any player in their uh, playoff debut in NBA history. Luca Vandros, as we call him on this podcast. What do we call him? Luca Vandros. Oh, we we call him that. Did we talk about that or no? Okay, from now on. Yeah. Uh, but Luca Vandros, as we as we say, called his performance oh, terrible. He had 11 turnovers. He was upset with it. Damn. He, but it's just. Paul George was like, he's the future. It's clear to anybody who's watched the game as long as I have. Of course. To know that sure. this guy really is. What a star. Also 21. Like, these babies. Yeah. Little children. Uh, little children. While we were prepping for the pod slash reminding Katie we had to do it, the Magic beat the Bucks. Which I said out loud to somebody. Oh, I guess it was you guys. Yeah, it was us. <laughs> the Magic beat us at holy shit. The magic beat the box. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the game because, again, we were prepping for this podcast, so I don't know what happened, but hopefully. Mm. And then later tonight, so maybe on right now, I don't know. It's Heat Pacers, Thunder Rockets, and Blazers Lakers. Either way, if you're listening to this, it happened yesterday. So That's a good it doesn't point. really matter yeah. when it's happening. Yeah. I have seen because there's so many games, there's like four games per day, people refer to this as August Madness. Like March no. Madness, but in all, well, no. sorry, third month crazy time. That's it. We should just call it eighth month crazy time. Eighth month crazy eighth time. Eighth month crazy time. Where, where, where? Or like crazy, crazy eights. Crazy eights. Eighth month crazy time. Okay. So that's what. Well, because you wrote in the, just so, because they don't know. Yeah. In the pod doc, Ashley wrote, we should come up with some better names, but then you finished your own sentence. Yeah. And realized that it's eight month crazy we're time. We're not going to get, we're not going to get anything better than that. Summer of. Slam. Wow. <laughs> right off the top of the dome. That's, yeah, wow. That's incredible. Summer of Sam. But slam, like slam dunk. Yep. Bubba, bubba, bu- basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Here's the most you important know? NBA story. You get it. Uh, was what I just was, did, but you can do what? the second No, we important. didn't just move on from that quickly. Jimmy Butler is actually doing the, like, side hustle bit we talked about inside the bubble oh where we said that we would be the hookup for for something being the hookup yeah. he chose coffee he is okay. charging twenty dollars for a cup right. of coffee so that's too much you may think this is like i i have a feeling and again this is just based on my nba expertise that the coffee is actually good like myers leonard shared a photo of like a whiteboard that was advertising it it's called big face coffee and there's like he uses a french press there's like 
pour overs, there's sure. lattes, there's and all there kinds have of stuff. Been, there have been multiple investigative article think pieces or whatever you want to call them, profiles about the NBA's obsession with coffee over the last few years. Yep. It's like they're all, each team is like, ha, sometimes have a coffee guy that are like very specifically, I can't remember who the ESPN article I read was about, but it was like this one team is like, attributes all their good things to coffee. So I guess we should have known that before we picked our hustles. Butler's capitalizing I did. I on just, it. We my just, brain. It's fine. It's fine. He does have a, uh, I don't know if he's serious or not. I think he is. He said like after his career, he wants to open up a coffee shop. So he's well, charging and, and 20 bucks. I respect cup, that. Any size. I was gonna say, I respect that, but you can't charge 20 bucks for any size cup. If you're going to start an actual legitimate business, Jimmy Butler, that's going to work in the bubble. It's not going to work in real life. I agree. I don't think that's his plan for real life. He like, he said yeah. that because you can't get good coffee in the bubble and people here can afford it. Like mm. just bring $20 cash only. No IOUs. It's give me a $20 bill demand. and walk away. He's, he's, he's talked also, about bumping it up to $30 a cup. And that must, like, that's too much. I don't care. If you to me, NBA what that money. means is that NBA players do not understand how much a cup of coffee is supposed to be. Is that true? It has to be. Because you could not, if you charge me 30 bucks, especially if you're Jimmy Butler and you're somebody I know, I'd be like, dude, I'm not giving you $30 for this. I'll give you 10 bucks. Well, Jimmy Butler has come right out and said he doesn't need friends in the bubble, you know? Yeah. It's not a concern of his. How much do you think you would charge TJ Warren for a cup of coffee? A hundred dollars. See, I would charge people like one hundred dollars. Thank you. I have to play you later tonight. I'm charging you more. I feel like I'd give them yeah. more coffee if we were playing later tonight. Either get like their heart rate up or like because Ashley knows the negative effects of having them, too much coffee you know I mean? in a day. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you could also poison them if we want to get real dark. He could poison them. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. They teach you. I mean, I think as women, we learn. We grow up watching true crime stuff, and we learn, like, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. We know. You don't accept liquid from somebody you're not supposed to trust. Especially if it's only advertised on a whiteboard. You make them, and if you do, yeah, and if you do, you make them drink it first. (laughs) The poison. Imagine finding out you got poisoned by a cup of coffee that you paid $30 for. I feel like I would want to continue living just to be that upset about it. Like as a ghost, I'd be a really pissed off ghost if I died by a thirty cup of coffee, thirty dollar cup of coffee, yeah, dollar thirty cup of coffee. I think that's fair. Last NBA story. Okay, um, we saw a sneak peek, a second sneak peek of the new Toon Squad jerseys for Space Jam Two. LeBron, this I saw. So LeBron put it on Instagram. I thought we already saw a sneak peek of these in like January, and now oh, they're really? totally different than what the original release was. These are. I hate them. Do you? Yeah. Tell me more. I just didn't like them. Uh, I remember seeing it on my timeline last night. I remember showing it to people in the room with me, and that's pretty much all I remember, just being like, I don't like it. Yeah, it's a lot more. It's like it's like a teal blue. It's got the big, um, like, Looney Tunes circle, but it covers both the jersey and the shorts. And so what bothered me is that they didn't line up. Like, if you're going to take a promotional picture, line that shit up. You know what I mean? But yeah, It was a video, wasn't well, it? Well, there was both. There was a picture and a video. Got it, got it. Um, but the Monstars have a jersey makeover. They have like numbers now instead of just being zeros. They were all zeros. Um, oh, my son's home. Can you hear him? Hi, Austin. He started like coming in and, and saying, Mommy, your son's home. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, your son's home. He's like a Kramer. Breakfast. Yeah, he's I great. Like it. That's funny. Um, 
Because he probably hears you guys referring to him as your son on, like, conference calls and stuff. Yeah. So he's like, I'm their son. Yeah. He'll be like, don't yell at your son. <laughs> you're like, That's really dude. funny. He's only a few steps away from, uh, uh, good luck? I'm going to need more than that. I need a miracle. That's going to be your case. <laughs> uh, quick aside, last yeah. night he was, this already was, he that, was but go blowing ahead. bubbles in the bath. And so I called him Michael Buble, naturally. Very funny. Um, Very strong. Thanks. That's a strong mom joke. But I think he thought it was like an insult because like earlier today he was like trying to like tease me and he goes, mommy, you're Michael Buble. Nailed it. <laughs> I love that. It's like when someone's like, like, this isn't Michael working. Buble. You're not working. That's really funny. <laughs> so, uh, But we do want to say Michael Buble, if you're listening, this we mean no ill will. Uh, you are very talented. Yeah. You're very good at covering other people's old songs mm. and making them sound new yet still old. Mm. And so shout out to you, Michael Buble. Yeah. We're sorry that Austin has turned your name into a slur. <laughs> I don't know about slur. Pretty Like close. a schoolyard insult. He also says noodle. Daddy, you're such a noodle, which I love. I like that. That was my nickname when I was little. Really? By other people who weren't in my family. It's like Nolan. Kevin was Noodles, and I was Little Noodles. Little Noodles is adorable. That's a great yeah. name. And then she grew up to be just a yeah. All right. terror. We got to move. We, we're supposed to be fast right. pod, and it's... Of course. Uh, what do we got for headlines? All right. We're going we're gonna to fly through the rest of this. So you mentioned it earlier. Ohio State's Justin Fields started a petition um, and got 200,000 signatures where the goal is to is to let the players have a say and if they get to play fall football. Fall football. That sounded weird. Yeah. Fall football. No, um, ultimately, they want to allow Big Ten players slash teams to make their own choice as to whether they wish to play or opt out this fall. Allow. Sure, which I get. I was going to read the last Sorry, sentence. go ahead. Allow Big Ten players slash teams who choose to opt out of playing a fall season to do so without penalty or repercussion. Now you can go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just... uh. It's tough. I, I read this and the first thing I thought was like, you would think that they would, you wonder if you'd get as much support for somebody, a player who was in a conference that has decided to play that is like, I don't want to. Yeah. And the answer is no, of course not. Right. It's, I don't know. I don't know and that so there's a ton to say on this because it seems pretty cut and dry to me. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously fans are signing this petition because people want to watch football. I don't right. think the people who signed this petition would support the players if they wanted to do things like we discussed, like unionize. Get paid. Get paid. Like yeah. pursue their image, name, likeness. It's a tough situation stuff. because the, the only way the athletes have to gauge whether they're doing the right thing or not is a skewed and biased perspective of fans who have a vested interest in them playing. Right. So it's like the only thing that tells them like, you're doing it, you're getting support, people like you, which is important when you're younger. It's like how you decide if you're doing the right thing. The All of the people who get to tell them if they're doing the right thing or not, are their, their view of the right thing is very different from what may or may not objectively be the right thing. Yeah. But even their parents, so as you mentioned, are taking questionable descending upon the big 10 hq so they're like they're swarming the uh the source of this 
Randy Wade, father of Travis's Such a own college football name. Ohio State. Such States. a college football name, Randy Wade. Well, he's the dad. He's the dad of Sean Wade. I know, but he's a dad of a dad who cares very much about his son's college football career. Sure does. He cared enough to tell people he was flying on Spirit, which I think. I mean, is a and huge if you're deal. flying somewhere Spirit, you must you must care. Yeah, so they're trying. They don't to, even have seats. They're trying to get um, specific answers from. League Commissioner Kevin Warren, since we still haven't gotten a ton of clarity on, you know, the decision-making process. Uh, But yeah, spirit air. That's bold. Look, I understand that. I understand the desire for transparency when it comes to information because it is unclear how all these leagues or all these conferences had the same information and reached different conclusions. I get wanting answers. But I also feel like saying you want answers is the acceptable way to say that you want that answer to be different than what it ended up being. Yeah. And it just feels to me like if that's what you're genuinely going for, then awesome. But it doesn't feel like that's what it is. I can understand being like, why do other places get to do it and we're not able to do it? But I don't understand advocating, especially after seeing what happened at UNC this week. Yeah, completely unrelated. They- Right, had classes. I think it's been a week, and yep. their their amount of cases have like doubled or tripled or something. They had classes for a week in person. <laughs> they had 130 new cases in a week, and they've now gone to virtual classes. They've shut down after yeah. a week. And it's just like, look, nobody. It's kind of what I said last week. Is it just feels like everybody is on a different timeline of coming to the same conclusion? Yeah. Of like, we're all in different spaces on this timeline of like. Yeah, it's a real thing. Maybe you got information that told you that it wasn't. Maybe you got information because you were looking for it that gave you like a glimmer of hope and you clung to that. But all that aside, in practicality, in the real world, like it's going to happen. It's still a problem. It's And it's tricky in college in particular because they're not in a bubble they are students and they are surrounded by other students and if there's one thing we've learned but let's be honest we didn't learn it we already knew it like you can't trust 18 year olds like they just got to campus they're ready to party i, I don't know how many Imagine videos you've seen first but there's like i mean especially like freshman year yeah sophomore year junior when you're a kid and you're at college it's very difficult if they're going to let you on campus to go, well, this is a unique situation and we can't go out. You don't get to do college again. No, those kids are packed like sardines. Yeah, we have like 30-year-olds who are going out to bars and being irresponsible. And they could go out to a bar at any other time in their life. These are kids that are like, I have four years mm-hmm. in a in an ideal situation, I guess, or like in a, a – you have technically four years to like do the college thing. And if you're a student athlete, a lot of times you have less than that. So it's like – They've got to get it in. So telling them like, okay, you guys can all be here, but you can't party. All right, Travis, I get it. Uh, It's like, it's just impossible. You just have to accept that like, yes, you would love to think logic is going to overrule any sort of desire to party, but it's not going to. Because college kids sometimes will drink themselves to, I don't think they want to get their stomachs pumped, but logic does not take over and tell them they should really stop drinking is the thing. So it's like, you can't have a bunch of kids on campus and just think they're all going to follow the rules. They ain't. They ain't. And I respect their agency to not respect the rules, and that's why I think they shouldn't go to campus. It's like a lot of people have this this idea that they're protecting students or like, I'm advocating for a student-athlete's right to play if he wants to play. I believe in that athlete more than you do. 
And I'm like, no, I know that athlete more than you do. In the sense that like, we all aspirationally think we're going to be the best version of ourselves, but in practice, we're not going to, we're going to slip up and slip ups right now are what's costing us. It was so weird today to watch a video that was trending on Twitter of Wuhan, the city where this originated, having a, a pool party concert with a DJ with thousands of people in a pool together, no masks. And it was like, when it happened, they had a strict quarantine, millions of people were tested, and now they haven't had a new case in Wuhan since like May. That's insane. Which was either a month ago or six months ago. I don't know at this point. <laughs> but it's been a long time since they've had a new case. And so they're out here just partying. And then like, I feel like when I saw that, it was clear to me, the message was like, man, we f***ed up. We really should have done a strict quarantine. But other people see that video and go, that's evidence that it's conspiracy, that it was a created, or like, that's permission for me to go to a pool party. Because the internet is sort of like, globalized content you watch a video now if you don't read the caption you don't know where that's happening you don't know the story behind it so you're like cool i can go to that pool party yeah i mean don't and, go to the pool party and that's America. that in a nutshell is why is why college football is not going to work because even if you have 75 percent of people 80 percent of people who are being strict and like careful you get the 25% who aren't, they get in the locker room. You get the, the Zach Plesaks of the world, bringing it mm. back into your like rotation and you're screwed. All of a sudden your team's Are infected. we going to talk about that? Let's talk about baseball. Okay. So there's, there is a little bit of a, an update in the Indians drama. Reminder, Plesak and uh, Cleven, is it Clevenger? Clevenger. Clevenger. Um, yeah. They both broke quarantine almost two weeks ago at this point, August 7th, they were on a road trip man, in Chicago. Man, that was two weeks ago. What? What'd you say, Keeks? I just said, man, that was two weeks ago. I don't, I I don't know. It was 11 days. Yeah, 11 days ago. Um, so since that has happened, we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, both players were put in quarantine and they were eventually demoted to the team's alternative site. There was a big team meeting on Friday where other players expressed extreme displeasure, not just with their actions, but also that they lied about it, um, that they put... Because Clevenger uh, didn't get caught right away and he took the team flight back. That's right. Whereas Plezak was forced to take like a Uber or whatever. That's right. Which we didn't even cover, I thought of this later, the Uber or rental car debate. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, does he talk or does he not? Masks. I wasn't even thinking about like right now. That means you would have to wear a mask the whole way home. Yeah, that's yeah. Whereas if you rented a car, you don't. That's a great point. But anyway, keep going. Um, so also we didn't discuss Carlos Carrasco, who was on the flight, just came off a battle with leukemia. Like, oh my God. if Clevenger had con contracted the virus, like he's at risk. So the players are pissed because they lied. They did it. They lied, and then police <laughs> back. And the the cojones, audacity, the audacity. He had the stones to go on Instagram and post a six minute video of him driving a car without looking like he's wearing a seatbelt, talking about his side of the story, how he wants to get out to the truth, blaming it on the media. I'm sorry, get yeah, out. I want to get truth? out to the truth. That's like that reminds me of the challenge. A thing I've oh, noticed gosh, yeah. watching old seasons of the challenge is that they they say sayings but they get a word or two wrong mm -hmm. that ruined the whole point of the saying. Like one thing was like, 
he's not even dumb enough to say it's in one ear and out the other. It's just like in one ear and then it gets stuck in there. And I'm like, no, that's the point. It's supposed to go in one ear. And if it goes out the other, that means you have no breath. It's not worth it. But anyway, he wants to get out to the truth. So yeah, he blamed it all on the media. He said the media was evil. He's like, I mean, I get that I broke curfew, but I was just at dinner with a bunch of my buddies. Like, it doesn't even matter. The cool. CDC says it's fine. Got it. So right. the players were pissed. And a story recently came out um, yesterday that at least one player threatened to opt out the rest of the season if they brought both Clevenger and Plesak back. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's also funny that he's trying to sit, blame it on the media. And it's like, well, I imagine you talked directly to your teammates, teammates and they've talked directly to you. So if your teammates are like, if you come back, I don't want you on this team. You'd be implying that your teammates are listening to the media when they have inside information, which I guess could happen, but is also not likely the case. Are you an Indians fan, Trev? Yeah. So yeah. That was a nod. He nodded. It's an audio medium. Yeah, he nods. Their pitching rotation has actually been really good. Like, I feel like they have the best ERA in, in like, the league. Um, oh, I'm not big of a fan. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. I read an article that said that, I may, so I, I, I obviously know. You could tell the way she phrased it was her way of saying, I know this is a fact, but as Ashley, I never trust myself, and so I'm going to ask you, and if you say yes, I'll believe it. Otherwise, I might be wrong. Ashley prepped for the show, so I'm going to trust her. I did. Ashley always preps, but she's still, this is the difference between, I don't want to say women and men, because it might not be that universal. The difference between Ashley and I and Jay, or Ashley and I and any man who has ever been on this podcast. We know something is a fact because we read it and we still ask it like a question. Whereas a man answers a question he doesn't know the answer to like it's a fact without any information. We're trying to learn. Point is. So they've had a really good pitching rotation and it doesn't seem like either of these guys are going to get brought back up. It's funny because it seems like mostly pitchers are the ones that are affected by or the most mad at these guys. Like Carrasco is a pitcher. He had leukemia. Yep. Adam Plutko, Plutko said he's a pitcher. He said they hurt us bad. They lied to us. They sat here. Like he was upset. Yeah. With them. Yeah. So it's like, you know. And I think I I'm know. forgetting what his name was, but there was another, uh, there was another pitcher that I think was the one that reportedly threatened to opt out. I mean, damn. Yeah. They pissed. Can we, let's talk about the big thing from baseball today. Oh, jeez, Do we have to? <laughs> I know it's so stupid. It's also good. It's almost encouraging that all the stuff I've seen about it on my timeline has been like, this is stupid. More unwritten rules, controversy, dun, dun, dun. Which famously we are anti. Yeah. So um, the Padres and the Rangers played last night. It was the top of the eighth. Bases loaded. The Padres were up 10 to three. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. has been absolutely killing it recently. Swung. He, did, he missed the take it sign, swung, and hit a grand slam. <laughs> and everyone was furious about it. So, like, both managers came out and, like, criticized the move. Obviously, everyone aged 90 and older is is livid. Um, the Rangers brought in a new pitcher immediately, and it was uh, Ian Gibo. And he threw behind Manny Machado. He just got suspended for three games for it. And uh, Chris Woodward also received a one-game suspension as a result of Gibo's actions. Uh, Gibo. So it... Yeah. Gibo. I'm saying Gibo. Jay um, would have nailed it. Gibo. I know. Gibo. 
I'll just say it like that. It's just like yeah, perfect. I don't know how you feel about it. Tatis Jr. is just kind of like I, I, I got excited and I swung. I don't. I respect the game. I love the game. I wasn't trying to run up the score. Like I, sorry. It's just like what pitch better, pitch better if you don't want this to be a I problem. I get it. I get. Look, I understand. Like even I knew in softball. Actually, what I knew was like if it's three and zero, oh, you're gonna get a softball down the middle. So just like if we need the hit, swing at it. I imagine as you get older, that rule evolves into like, we all know the easy pitch is coming at three and oh, so don't swing because you take the pitch because it, the odds are it will be the fourth ball and you don't want to swing at a pitch that's a ball and steal a walk from yourself, essentially. I imagine it turns into whatever, but like in the pros, there should be no easy, like, oh, this is how this goes. We just kind of let that happen. I understand you're up 10-3. I understand they're, uh, they had, like, a five-game losing streak. I get it that it's too many runs. I get it that he had to hit a grand slam when you, it's like, oh, it's the worst it could have possibly gone, where it's not like he swung and got, like, a single and got on base. He swung and he hit a grand slam. Um at the same time, it's like you're just that rule exists because it's embarrassing to the pitcher, and for no, it it wasn't necessary. But I don't think sports exist that we just root for the things that are necessary. Like, yeah, it sucks, but like, don't throw an easy pitch then when you're down ten three. Don't ever lob a ball over the plate. Don't ever make it easy to hit. Yeah, I don't know. I tweeted that like when I was younger in my house, we had a rule when I'd play mini hockey with my brother where he wasn't allowed to score any wraparound goals, no wraparounds, because I was so young and I didn't understand. I didn't have the cat-like reflexes that I do now. Mm, yeah. The ability to understand when he goes behind the net, he's going to come around to either one of these sides and I should stick my foot out to block the sides of the net. I just, it wasn't fast enough. And so he would always run up the score with wraparound goals. So we made a no wraparounds rule. And the entire reason we made that rule was so that I didn't ruin everything by becoming a whiny little baby bitch and being sad because I got scored on a bunch. And I'm like, that feels perfectly relevant to this story, is that any unwritten rule just exists because it's like, it's not nice, don't do it. But you can't, that's not how the real world works. Trust me, I've played Call of Duty and been like, stop killing me, it's not, you guys are being mean. <laughs> and they don't stop. They keep killing you. And so it's just like, I don't know. It's been good to see the internet kind of universal, at least the internet that I follow on this which is like this who cares we haven't had baseball in a long time and this current season with all the covid outbreaks has been like are is it going to be canceled at any moment so it's like get your grand slam dude hit it who cares pitch better i agree and yeah i'm pretty sure it was uh tatis jr's second home run in the game like he's just like loving life let him live you know mm. You do what you gotta do. Also, it's Tatis. I think I said Tatis. It's not, <laughs> when it's you not said Tatis. it, I was like, it does sound like my dad reading the specials off of a, a restaurant <laughs> menu where he's like, I'll have the Waxaca burrito. And you're like, nah, I don't think that's it, dad, but it's close. I know. It's you can you can tell that I read stuff and don't watch baseball. I'm like, I, let me read these articles but I don't actually hear yeah, announcers saying their names. Speaking of articles, it was eight days ago that I think ESPN did an article on on, on that burrito uh, saying that he's bringing joy back to baseball. 
<laughs> which is so fun. It's just like this duality of like, let them play, but not like that. Like, all right, just, you know, bring joy back. Exactly. It's joyful. Watching somebody hit a grand slam is joyful. A topic I believe we've discussed formerly on this podcast. Uh, Ash, we're running out of time. What else do we got to cover? Quick hit. Rose Lavelle signed with Man City. Did you see that? Yes, and I'm thrilled for her because it's a great opportunity, but also, come on! <laughs> Man City? Uh, one other quick one. We j- Brianna Stewart just said that she spent more than $30,000 of her own money on rehab. Reminder, she was the WNBA MVP and champion in 2018, tore her Achilles, and she was playing for her Russian club and missed all of 2019. Oh, you're not even going to say the name Dynamo Kursk? That's a great name. I was just going to say Dynamo Kursk paid for the surgery itself. But um, Stewart told Holly Rowe that she took on the cost of like Pilates, yoga, tailored workouts, nutrigenetic diet planning, equipment, yada, yada. Which is funny because she's just being specific, but people who criticize the WNBA, which let me tell you, are legion. They are everywhere. They They come out of the friggin' woodwork. I still get tweets to this day that are like, are you going to address why you lied in this opinion piece that you wrote arguing one side of an argument? And I'm like, no. (laughs) You need the media literacy to know that I'm not a reporter. Stop calling me a journalist. I was giving my opinion. Anyway, um... People are going to use the fact that she detailed all those things as like, well, nobody else is going to pay for your Pilates or your yoga or your individually tailored workout. And it's like, yeah, look at any other person who's professional. Like their profession is based on their body. Their their employer is going to do everything they can to keep that body working efficiently. Even things that we all see, regular Americans or any people, I guess, regular Russians, see as like, that's extra. Working out, taking Pilates classes, that's extra. That's not extra to them. Like, that is their body and it's their instrument. And yeah. so um, I can see people, I can already see when I read any women's sports story, I'm like, oh, what's the criticism going to be? And they're going to be like, yeah, well, Stewie didn't need Pilates and yoga. And it's like, yes, she did. She needed rehab and she had yeah. to pay for it. And also $30,000 of her own money. You might be like, she's a professional athlete. She has it. Look at the numbers. Yeah, she she hurt herself playing for her second club because she needed another job. <laughs> yeah, just playing she needed to work year-round. Which is a thing that happens a lot. For some reason, foreign countries have the money and the ability to just spend on female athletes, which is why a lot of women go over and play the off-season of the WNBA in another country to make enough money to live with. And what she's saying is she had to spend 30 k which is a year's salary, a decent year's salary, for an average working American on being able to do her job, which is insane. The good news is- Shout out Stewie though. She has been crushing her job since she's been back. I mean, as she does. The Storm, uh, they've won like eight straight and they're 10 and one. Hell yeah. So shout out to Sue Bird. for you, Stu. And Brianna Stewart. Sue Bird the homie. (laughs) Let's play a voicemail and get out of here. Hello. Uh, so my name's Jayla, and I'm calling from Indianapolis, but I'm originally from New York City. I'm just here for school. Um, and I'm currently a pretty big glass of wine deep into my night, and I'm also trying to send an email to get, like, reimbursed for some groceries that I purchased, and it made me kind of just, like, wondering. I was kind of curious. What's the most impressive slash official thing that you've done while you were drunk or tipsy or whatever, you know, 
Cool. Okay, thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye-bye. Did she say her name was Jayla? Um, shout out to you because uh, she's the kind of drunk where you forget the word thing in the middle of a sentence. She's like, what's the most tipsy or like drunk you've ever done before? It was like you forgot to say thing. Ashley, are you frozen or am I frozen? I think Ashley's frozen. Ashley's so frozen. Then she's gone. She's gone. Ashley left. All right. I mean, just for the sake of time, maybe we move on and we see if she comes back. But I would say one of the most impressive things I've done while tipsy uh, is just my job because it's been a situation that I've had to do a bunch. Uh, one time, what is that? Oh, we'll do it later. My mother's bringing me aloe because my dog scratched me today and she's obsessed with making sure we treat the wound. Uh, the word you're um, looking for, thank you, mother. That's, that's oh, thank, sorry. Travis said I'm supposed to say thank you, mother. I like you're that welcome. dress. Thank you, dog. It's very cute. Um, I once, so I did something called the beer mile, which is you chug a beer and then Ashley says to me, and then you run a quarter of a mile and then you chug a beer and then you run a quarter of a mile and then you chug a beer. So it's obviously a thing that gets you drunk. Um, but I didn't realize due to a scheduling conflict that I had to interview Trey songs right before I had to go do the beer mile and the beer mile was at like noon so the Trey Songs thing was early in the morning and what I didn't think through is that Trey Songs was uh promoting his new alcohol which was just vodka mixed with flavors but already in the glass so you didn't have to whatever we had to drink it he made me drink it on camera so I drank a bunch of like straight tequila mixed with honey uh during this Trey Songs interview which uh for obvious reasons was already uncomfortable because that man just tries to have sex with anything that's near him not because he wants to but because that's his like default speed the way I make people laugh because it's just the thing I default to so I got hammered and then I had to go run a beer mile um so I would say the most impressive thing I've done while tipsy Ashley's back is I got drunk and then ran a beer mile also this podcast Ashley what's your answer (laughs) Um, the time that I got into the ring at a WWE house show for that dance competition. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the per that actually, I think it, I didn't realize like at the time how like embarrassed and like insecure I should be because I was the perfect level of tips. Uh, it was like the golden hour, like the golden, the golden glow, whatever it is. Sure. I feel like like, when you say the perfect, I was the perfect amount of tipsy, every single person immediately thinks of a specific time in their brain that they're like, I remember that time I was perfect drunk. Yeah. It's like right before you get annoying. It's when you're playing beer pong and you just are in the zone and you can't miss. Yes. Yes. Or when you're at a club, which is a place that you don't like going, but you're just drunk enough that you're like enjoying dancing with your friends. And then you get either too drunk or you stop drinking and you're like, I remember that I hate this, but you're that perfect drunk. Yeah, I was the perfect level of drunk. Did you like, win? Of course I did. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course sorry, it I does did. say impressive official thing you've done while tipsy. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Trav, you got a good one? I'd say just about every podcast I've done during this quarantine. If it's after <laughs> 1 p.m. in the afternoon, I'm drinking. So thank you, yes, man. <laughs> Once I, uh, the most impressive thing I've ever done while hungover is that we had to, something, I don't remember why, some confluence of events led to me being 
super hungover when I shouldn't have been and hadn't drank enough to be, you know, those days where like you haven't slept or you haven't eaten enough. And so you get more drunk than you know the amount of drinks you drank should have gotten you. Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened to you? That happened to me when we were on the road and the next morning I had to do a tour of the Sam Adams facility with the owner of Sam Adams. And he was going to take me around, let me taste all the beers and stuff. And I woke up and I could not stop puking. Like I puked in the car on the way to the shoot and I puked in the bathroom at Sam Adams while I was getting my hair and makeup done. And then we did the shoot. I didn't puke and I took sips of the beer that he was giving me and like was smiley and tried to be personable and like... I always, it's like a, a an example of extreme unprofessionalism, but at the same time, my most professional moment, which was like, I sucked it up and I drank that beer even <laughs> after he showed me that the trick to making a beer always look good on camera is you take the first few sips and then you spit them through your teeth back into the glass. And he showed me on my beer. He's like, let me make your beer look good on camera because that's his product. It needs to look good. And he like took a couple sips and spit it back into my beer and gave it to me. And I was like, I am going to drink this. And wow. I did. I wow. did. Because I knew I deserved it. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's edition of sports. I don't know how many of them you heard, um, <laughs> how many of these takes you heard. But shout out to Quip and to Simply Safe and to Coors Light and to Indeed. Indeed, who I saved for last because I love them the most. Um, don't tell the others uh, and shout out to um, the daily ESPN daily hosted by Pablo Torre that you should go listen to wherever you listen to your podcast speaking of which thanks to you guys for listening to this podcast which you can do on multiple streaming platforms I would recommend you pick three different ones and you listen to it on each three seems, seems reasonable good. yeah I did a great impression of my mom I deserve this <laughs> Um, or you could always just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which by the way, we read and we love them. Don't snitch. No snitching about maybe what happened during this podcast or like the states that you guys are supposed to love us. And so you know that the reason we have to do this is A, because we love you, but B, we've got to please some people. So like, don't snitch. But you in your review, <laughs> while not snitching, you could be like uh, BMHS Bahamas that says, uh, quote, this pod rules. Can't believe it took me so long to listen. End quote. It's actually a nice review, which normally these haven't been. So Who is it from? Bem, Bemesp. <laughs> Bemesp. Bemesp. Did, did I pick that review specifically so you would have to try to read that username? Yes, Bemesp. I did. <laughs> Uh, lastly, don't forget that you can always <laughs> leave a voicemail. I don't mind that you set me up for failure because I knew I was about to set you up to oh. fail immediately after. The number is 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. You can say goodbye, Travis, if you want to. Goodbye. Bye. I love you. Mean it. Don't snitch.